Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello. Telling everybody everything episode, I have no idea because it says 37 on my computer where I have them saved, but then where they're uploaded, I think it's like 30 episodes, 32. I don't know. I don't know. It's just the next episode. It's just the end of November episode. Some 11 year old girls who shall remain nameless and who can't derive have the audacity in my car today, which I can drive, to tell me, someone who's hung out with Stormzy, sort of, in groups, a few times, I've worked with him more than once, and I presented a MOBO award, by the way. They said that I was not allowed to sing Stormzy lyrics in the car. They were like, stop, yeah, Look, girls, Stormzy would never be friends with any of you. Stormzy uh, would love, I've been invited to the barbecue, okay? I'm allowed to sing those songs. You should have seen their fucking faces when I made them walk. Just drove slowly behind them, blaring it for all of North London to enjoy. They're getting sassy now. This is the end. I mean, Violet, I must say, is very good company. Really funny to be around. I like talking to her. She says smart things. I don't, I don't like hanging around with most people. I do like hanging around with Violet. She's always had a very mature, calm confidence. But... I don't know. I'm just, she treats me differently now. And I knew that would happen, but it is still hurtful. Bobby definitely came into my life at exactly the right time because I have been kicked to the curb by this child. And I positioned her as the central relationship of my life. And I think that makes it extra hurtful. I think this is why the society, I don't know who is in charge, just like the Pope or someone, kind of wants you to have a husband and go be in a partnership and then you guys have date night and get a nanny and your kids can get on with whatever they want to get on with and have more than one so they can be each other's friends and you can be your husband's friend like that's a decent setup because ideally your husband doesn't enter high school like some kind of drew barrymore never been kissed which is a very problematic movie by the way have you seen that movie great movie when we were young drew barrymore is an investigative journalist for a newspaper. I think they actually call it the Sun or the Sun Times, which is a clever 
slight change, but it's a toxic newspaper that wants to know about teenagers having sex. So they put Drew Barrymore into a high school and she has to behave like she's in high school and she tricks all the kids so that she can get on the inside. But she's a nerd, just like she was a nerd in high school. And then she has to make friends with Jessica Alba and be cool so that she can infiltrate the cool kids info. Her brother starts going to the school. He dates a teenager. And then Drew Barrymore falls in love with her teacher. And the teacher is an adult man and her teacher. And he's like conflicted because he thinks she's a teenager and his student. And then at the end, she's like, oh, good news. I'm an adult woman. And he's pissed off for reasons you and I understand. And then he has to act like it's fine. Like, yeah, good. I, I knew you were 31 the whole time. You didn't. You didn't. Problematic film, but it's still a great film. You just have to watch it with the understanding that, like most art, it couldn't see into the future and it was made for the period that it existed in and cannot be transported and judged in a different time now. Fine. Great movie. Only the Duchess is made for five years ahead of itself. And you just wait five years until. It makes full sense to everyone. I was just downstairs, like, arguing about Violet's homework. And I don't mean to stitch her up, by the way. She knows how I feel. I don't talk about very private things in her life, but I think that most parents will be suffering with this exact same thing. They just don't put the same amount of effort into homework as we used to. And I don't care who knows about that. I think it's disgusting. I used to do, I mean, I did too much. I had to go to the doctor. My mother thought I had ulcers because I used to have anxiety and worry about every single thing. And I had to get 100% on everything. I was a bit of a problem. I'm not like that now, but I definitely grew up that way. And nobody wants their child in not 79. I would rather she just be cool and calm and happy and pretty funny. But French is a struggle. And I told you already, the teacher hates me because the teacher found out that I speak French and now just thinks I'm a terrible mother and that teacher is not wrong. So now I'm trying to insert myself into the French and say, I'm a tool if you want to use me. And she doesn't use me. She's like, well, here it is. Tried my best. It's completely wrong. But she just does it in 10 seconds. Violet does her homework like she's at a book signing. She's like, science, here you go. Math, here you go. Who should I make this out to? French, here you go. I'm done. You gotta like sit. They have too many fun things going on. They, Violet. Whose problem is that? Mine. Just like a room full of puppies and hamsters and a horse out back. I mean, yeah, it's all my fault. It's always my fault. This is why when I talk about parenting and stuff, I'm never stitching anyone up but myself. But I can't change uh, because I want to be liked. What do I do? I know you write me for advice all the time. And I can't say that I think everyone else is a good parent or that anyone from our generation grew up mentally chilling. But how do you transition from being like someone's friend to someone who now is about to have a teenager and has to start making rules? Or should I just hide and leave all that to BK? He loves, he loves structure. He's outside building, mowing, chopping. That's not really fair, is it? You can write me a letter telling everybody everything at gmail.com. I have alluded before to the political differences that exist in my household. And we are currently under a time of threat, under a time of stress. I don't think any household 
feels very calm with the current pandemic and government response. I have always tried to make clear that I don't blame just the conservative government for this. They just happen to be the ones. See, everybody goes, well, why are we always taking the piss out of the conservatives? Because they've been in power for 11 years in this country. So why are we going to take the piss out of someone who's not making the rules? That's not how it works. You have to just go with what's happening. I just, I worry. I don't, I don't have the answers. I don't know how I would handle it, but I don't believe that I would be decimating small businesses and putting people's health at risk, their mental health, domestic violence. I don't feel like I would be making partners sit in the parking lot of the hospital while their other pregnant partner has a scan. I know we have to stay safe, but someone smarter than the people making these choices needs to be doing now. But this is the thing. In my own experience, the left are so quick to turn on each other. You can't be a minority that turns on yourselves. Even in my stand-up, people are like, excuse me, you're not being exactly the kind of feminist that I expect you to be. So I don't really like, you have bigger fish to fry. You have bigger enemies out in the world. It's certainly not me. Um, excuse me, I didn't fully understand that joke. Was it was it ironic? I don't really understand. My instinct tells me it was probably transphobic somehow. It wasn't. The right back each other no matter what. What? Grab him by the pussy. Eh, it was just locker room talk. That's why he said that. He didn't mean it. He could have meant anything. He could have meant anything by that. Children in cages, pff, how's it different to a crib? They back each other. So important, I think, to have an open dialogue all the time and to be less obsessed with this cancel culture, exposing people's judgment is honestly, if you can't even see your own allies, then you're in trouble. Well, it's not the kind of ally I want. I want a different, perfect one. Well, you're not going to get it. I was talking about this with some of my friends, and we decided that people become more rigid in their beliefs during a time of threat. You almost become a stereotype of yourself. So if you knew someone in your family who was a little bit like this or a little bit like that, because really we're all a lot more centrist than you would believe, you put those people under threat and all of a sudden they are the most of what they were before. And when people are depressed and when people are isolated, when people are sad, when people are lonely, then they will seek stimulation and engagement. And what is stimulating and engaging? David Icke, conspiracy theory videos, <laughs> any cult like incarnation to make people feel clever and seen. This is why I think it's a very dangerous time. And it's also why I think we need to be very empathic during the holidays, chat to your family, try to have fewer arguments. Because the more you push someone away into a corner, then the monster comes out and they find more like-minded people in that corner. Except me. I'm not talking to my uncles. Uh, that's a dead ting. I'm going to call my sister and see what she's doing for the holidays. I got a new microphone, by the way. Can you tell? Hello? Hello. What's going on? I'm doing my podcast late. That's all right. I feel like the podcast is like a baby. I could give you an approximate due date and then it just comes when it's ready. It'll be delivered when it's delivered, bitch. All right. All right. I wanted to ask you what you're doing for the holidays because you are a different ethnicity to me and I'm very interested in your cultural value system. I do the same thing every year. I go to Alan's family's on the 24th. 
and mom's on the 25th and I usually see dad about a week or two before. I remember for the brief year that we were together, Violet's dad's family hated that our parents were divorced because I would spend some time with mom and then I would spend some time with dad and then I would spend equal that amount of combined time with his family. And his mother was like, well, maybe his father and I should get divorced so we get double time. And I was like, yes, you definitely should get divorced. You're right. Don't you have to walk around the mall? I will not be walking around the mall ever. I never go to that. What is that? I I don't go. I genuinely don't go. I can't do malls. I've never been able to. This lockdown has been a grace, a blessing for me to never step foot into a mall again. Uh Uh-huh. You're becoming more rigid in your behaviors. Uh, Would you guys be able to go to the Philippines? Surely that's allowed. I don't think so. Because it feels like that. I don't know what the rules are around traveling, but the grandparents have been stuck there since May. Oh, shit. So there's some issues there, but the grandparents um, usually spend... After Christmas, they leave and go to the Philippines for the rest of the winter because it's really cold here for them. I mean, cold there for them. Canada's cold for Wales. Canada in the wintertime is absolutely unlivable. (laughs) That's why I fucking left. What kind of food do you eat at Alan's Filipino Christmas? We have adobo, which is delicious. We have kare kare. We have Menudo. Menudo is my favorite, so they always make it for me. First of all, Menudo is a young band of Spanish boys that Ricky Martin was originally in. And Kere Kere just sounds like your name twice. It does, and it's like peanut butter chicken. Oh, that actually sounds great. It's it, so good. Isn't adobo also chicken? They, they do think a lot of these dishes with pork, but they make them all chicken for me. That's nice. Because And they always have pincet, but I don't eat that. What's that? A noodle-based dish, and there's, like, shrimp paste in it and eggs, but I don't eat the shrimp paste. But the noodles, they have it um, on New Year's and on everyone's birthday, and it's because they're long noodles, and they represent longevity. Oh, and they're mega, mega Catholic, so they do, like, Jesus and the Mass and the tree. Alan's mom loves Jesus. She loves Jesus. That's my only takeaway. Jesus is her homeboy. (laughs) Jesus is my homeboy as well. When I talked about Jesus on here with Heather Brown, uh, sorry, Heather Lapierre is her name now. I, oh, I fucking hate when people get married and change their names. Your name's different, isn't it? Is your name legally different? No. Okay. It's only different on Facebook because I don't want anyone that's on Facebook to be able to find me. It's so weird for me that non-celebrities do that. Like, I can't find anyone anymore. And I'm like, who are you hiding from? Just Mark Zuckerberg, I, mean, I'm I guess. Just hiding, I'm just hiding from our great aunts. Yeah, <laughs> wise. I mean, they can't <laughs> use Facebook, so don't worry. <laughs> I don't know anyone in our family. I seriously couldn't even name them. You're the only person I ever want to see. Well, I've set the standard high. I feel bad for everyone else in the family because, of course, if I wasn't around, they would all go up. They would be cooler. I'm just as cool. You know, I just think we were born that way. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus gave us all these autoimmune diseases, and and he was like, all right, but, or she was like, all right, but what I'm going to do is make you guys super cool. Oh, or she. This is what I was going to say when I was talking about God with Heather. I got all these emails from people being like, how dare you? Why would you, a feminist, say God is a man? And I just feel like it's the dumbest argument to have because like a deity doesn't have genitals. So I don't care. And if if Heather feels comfortable calling him the father, I'm not going to correct her. Why would I? We call a lot of people the father. I mean, who are you calling the the father? The the Jen, the Jenner person. Caitlyn Jenner. That is transgender. They still call her their father. 
That's true. So, what's wrong with calling him the father? I didn't realize that was biblical. <laughs> well, it is now. I love that. That's another thing I get in trouble for. I was just talking about this, actually. It's funny that you, we have a psychic bond. Is that I said, Caitlyn Jenner, she, I, I always say she, I, I don't use the wrong pronouns. And then I said, um, is their dad? Because that is what she is. She goes, I'm their dad. And they call her dad. And like, I didn't really believe I was offending anyone. But this is a problem with some of us is we want to be really picky, even with the people on our own side. I have a friend that I met through dance. And this friend was not 100% sure if they wanted their pronouns to be he or she. Fine. So they like to dress in drag. And we were in dance class together. And I did refer to them as he. And then I immediately said, or she, whatever it is you choose to go by. And this person pulled me aside afterwards and said, you know, I really appreciate it. Appreciated you correcting yourself immediately. To be fair, I don't mind going by he or she because I'm not really sure what I want to go by right now. So this person wasn't offended whatsoever, but still appreciated that I corrected it myself. Yeah, well, this is the thing. You can understand someone's intent usually. And some people do have bad intentions and they just don't want to change. I think it's really hard for people to retrain their brains. And so they get angry. They're like, I don't, I don't want to learn new things. And then they get mad. But um, you know what helped me is at first they, them was a problem for me grammatically because it's plural. And I was like, oh, can we choose a new one that isn't plural when I'm talking about one person? But then... I got my head around it and I was like, ah, but the fluidity of gender identity is plural. So that's why it's cool to say they and them. So now I've filed it in my brain under plural, grammatically correct, and now I'm fine. I will always correct myself if I catch myself slipping up, but I do. Good. And then what do you do at dad's for Christmas besides be tortured by the guitar? Oh my gosh, dad's is so much fun. <laughs> Dad and I have become really good drinking buddies. I always bring Dad Guinness cheese now. He loves this Guinness cheese. And we just drink and have a merry old time and take Tylenol together in the morning. Yeah, Dad got really cool. Like, it's never too late to get cool because Mom was cool from birth. And I always got on with Mom. But I didn't really understand Dad or his intentions or his purpose until later. And then, (laughs) (laughs) well, he was golfing a lot. But then he just got really cool. I just love how excited he is about these sons that we've married. Well, that's not cool. Like, how dare he? Because we are all women who are really amazing to hang out with in our own right. And what? He's cool now because we have men? No, it's not that. He was cool with me before I had a man. When did you not have a man? I mean, when I had men that I wasn't bringing over to daddy. Fair. Um, but he, like, bought Alan a set of clubs and was like, you will be golfing now and had, like, takes Alan golfing. And Alan is not an experienced golfer, so it's so funny because Dad is, like, <clears throat> so encouraging with it. He's like, it's a hard game. He'll get better. He booked a golf trip for himself and Bobby in Kinsale. In August, right? Yeah, without anyone's consent. He told me about that last night. <laughs> He's so excited. And then he's like, well, it's in the middle of the ocean. So uh, you and yourself and Violet, you will not be wanting to come golfing. Like he just is pushing me out. He doesn't even want me to try. Well, he'll probably take Alan. 
but Bobby will be pretty disappointed in that. Yeah, Bobby's tight golfer. He's a pro, that's for sure. He's winning trophies. Alan almost killed a judge in Sarnia. Golfing? With a machete. Yes, golfing. Well, a lot of judges in Sarnia probably deserve it. <laughs> he, like, hit the ball and it swung to not straight, either right or left. I don't know, I wasn't there. And went right past the judge's head. <laughs> Dad was like, we have to go, run. Well, this stopped being about Christmas a while ago. Do you have any other tea you want to add before I go? My life has been so boring. I sit at home. I do nothing. I go to work. I study. Well, congratulations on being nominated for the best salon in Toronto. The best medical aesthetics clinic in Toronto by Top Choice Awards. I'm super excited. Well, do you want to say what your Instagram is and then people who listen and who are bored can spam votes? Absolutely. My Instagram is Carrie. M. Ryan, that's my Insta, link in bio, vote for Clinique de Mode. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your time. I really had nothing to say about Christmas. I'm sorry I couldn't. Well, he doesn't have a very, like, Filipino Christmas, but it sounds like, or, you know, my takeaway is we're a lot more similar than we think. We are a lot more similar. They just go to church. And I am not allowed. Well, I don't go. (laughs) (laughs) You got to start doing things with the family. If that's what they do, then you got to go. You got to go to the mall. You got to go to church. Listen, I like to do my thing. They like to do their thing. It's fine. That's what families do. You do things without family. You just admitted it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, you know what? There's no point in forcing someone to do something that they don't want to do. It just doesn't make sense. It's nice to do things for people that make them happy. But if you're going to be miserable, you're just going to make everyone else around you miserable. Do what makes you happy. Visit. Don't completely ignore them. But do everything in moderation. That is a lovely sign-off. Thank you for that, Carrie. I'll talk to you soon. Love you. Love you, bye. She is a freaking delight. Emails when we come back. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's one about Trousset, my favorite boy band. Hi, Catherine. I recently just finished The Duchess. I know, it's a bit late, but I was busy when it came out. Cool, let me tell you something. Netflix counts the views in the first 10 days, and they count who views it to the end. And then they count again after 28 days. And after that... I don't know when they count again. So glad you're busy in the pandemic. 
What else? Okay, I loved that True Say wedding song. I know it was meant to be funny, but I thought it was genuinely a great song. I'm sure I wasn't the only one who thought this, so maybe you could find a way to get it on Spotify. I mean, there is a Spotify Duchess playlist, and the True Say song should be on there. There's no reason why it wouldn't be on there. I could ask Kiara, who's our music supervisor. She was so great. Um, It is an orphan, that song. So the word orphan is used because a lot of songs get written for artists and sometimes they're pitched to different artists and they don't buy them and then those songs become orphans they call them I guess that is the rudimentary name I don't think we use that word anymore and they should maybe change it but um that was written for pitching to boy bands back in the noughties when the explosion of boy bands happened on the scene and nobody bought it so Westlife didn't want it and Five didn't want it and East 17 didn't want it and then we bought it and we made True Say sing it and it's a fucking great song and uh Kiara if you listen get it on the podcast if not I'm going to send you an email right now and if you can support artists you like in the first 28 days that their stuff comes out mm-hmm. hello Violet hi I wonder if you could come a little bit closer to me in the microphone. Of course. Can I take my gum out? Your gum out? Yes, please take your gum out to be on a <laughs> podcast. Be professional. Violet is so smart, and she's here to answer a question on the podcast. I don't know what question is going to be, and I can only pray that it is appropriate for 11-year-olds. But, Violet, are you ready to handle it? Of course. Okay. <laughs> OnlyFans. My boyfriend subscribes. Oh, jeez. Do you know what OnlyFans is? Of course I do. OnlyFans is when... People over the age of 18, hopefully, post some, maybe famous people, they they don't have to post nudity on their account, but some people post nudity and naked pictures and people subscribe and they buy basically naked pictures. It's disgusting. Don't do it. We watched that documentary, remember? You and I watched an OnlyFans? Oh yeah, we did. All right. All right, so the email goes, Dear Catherine and Violet, please help me. I have been with my boyfriend for two years and we live together. Tonight, I found out my boyfriend subscribes to OnlyFans and the messages he sends are what I can only describe as not okay. I need to ask you if this is acceptable. I always say to my friends that we as a couple are super strong and that he would never cheat on me IRL in real life, but this is a super shock. I feel sick about it and I don't want to bring it up with him, but it makes me feel awful and unworthy. Is it acceptable to let your boyfriend or partner subscribe to this platform, which I advocate as empowerment to women? Please help. Whoa. Whoa, this is some high level tea. I don't think that is okay. It's one thing, like just looking at it occasionally, but here you say, and the messages he sends are what only I can only describe as not okay so i think the not okay bit and the bit that he's messaging these men or girls like anything these i men have or to women. agree with you because you know what violet's absolutely right with this instinct because it goes from voyeurism to being an interaction when you message someone that is an interaction and i think that absolutely crosses a boundary from just uh, appreciating an art form and cheating you say he would never cheat on me in real life. Well, which life are you living in now? What is this one? This is your real life. Period. I think that's spot on. He's crossed that line of interaction. I mean, I think you should maybe talk to him about it and say, why are you doing this? Are you going to stop? Would you date someone 
if you were writing a letter about them that said, I feel sick about it and I don't want to bring it up with him, but it makes me feel awful and unworthy. Would you date that person? Never, ever, ever. What would you do if one of your friends at school was making you feel awful and unworthy? I would drop them like a hot potato. I'm kidding. I would just say like, yeah, I'm explain how it makes me feel and then slowly fade away from them. Because people aren't psychic, are they? They aren't psychic. I, I expect this boyfriend doesn't even know that she is aware of his subscription. And he certainly thinks it's okay because that's his behavior. And he doesn't know that he's made his girlfriend feel sick and awful and unworthy. I think if your partner or boyfriend is a good person and someone that you should be investing time into, then that person certainly cares about how you feel. So this is absolutely worth a conversation. Just have a talk about it and see how it goes. Violet recently had an experience. Uh, I mean, we won't share any names, but one of her friends saw that her dad was following, uh, let's call them women empowerment accounts. Uh, yep. And that wasn't well received, was it? It was not. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Violet. Is that everything? Yeah, that's everything. Bye. What else are you doing tonight? Um, I'm just going to be calling Maeve. All right, see you later. Come hang out with me if you miss me. Come see me if you want to be friends. <laughs> Adios. Adios. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. <laughs> I love that. Obviously, she's like, I don't trust you to go deeper into this. My friend's dad following weird accounts. And, you know, when she's had enough, she's had enough. She's said her piece. And I agree. Interactions are very different. And you have to have a chat if your boyfriend cares about how you feel he will re-examine his behavior that is the real issue here not the only fans thanks for your letter here's an email from someone with a teenage daughter Catherine. i'm writing to you today to ask advice about dealing with a seemingly depressed teenage girl is there any other kind my stepdaughter is 14 she's been becoming more and more distant from us she always seems sad or uninterested and i'm worried that she's sinking into a deep depression she's on the spectrum and is a beautifully creative and quirky soul but struggles to communicate her emotions i'm not sure whether that's because of autism her age depression or a mix of the three i think it is very likely a mix of the three a bit of backstory i mean that's me saying that not the letter a bit of backstory. Her parents split when she was four after a very rocky seven-year relationship that included domestic violence, cheating, and a court battle for my husband to get contact to his kids. She, along with her mom and older brother, have moved a couple of towns over. I came on the scene not long after, and I instantly fell in love with her. She taught me how to become a mother long before I had a daughter of my own. Although things haven't always been an easy ride with our blended family, ultimately her parents and I have always tried to do what's best for the kids. Her older brother has been in some pretty serious trouble lately. She herself has come out as bisexual, to me actually, such a proud stepmummy for that. Her mom has always had a tricky and violent relationship with men. We're moving house and I think my stepdaughter assumes she has to pick where to live. We aren't moving far and we have an open door policy so she does not have to choose. I'm worried that she has so much on her little plate and is struggling to deal with it. Do I speak to her mom? What if she feels as though I've broken her trust by doing so? I really think she'd benefit from talking therapy. I myself have been to it for depression and anxiety and it really helped. My first step is going to be a pamper session at home. I've been slowly teaching both her and my eight-year-old daughter the importance of self-care and she was most recently happiest when I did her makeup for her birthday. I hope that doesn't sound trivial, but I feel like until she's willing to talk to me, 
her parents, or a professional, it's the only way I can help her to feel good. My next step, I think, would be to recommend a meditation app, but I'm not sure if the ones I use would interest her. Maybe you know of one more angled toward teenagers. She told my husband today that he just always pushes things when he kept asking her what was up. She faked an illness to get a day off school, so maybe there's an issue there too. We're both struggling to communicate without seeming pushy. We just want to help her. I mean, I know that a lot of teenagers listen to this podcast because I do get letters from you. And I think it's so important, first and foremost, for you to hear how loved you are, how much, myself included, we want you to be happy and calm and well and fulfilled and resilient. And we love you and we want you to be safe. And your brain is growing faster than you can keep up with so it's so hard and I don't have a teenager yet I don't have a teenager yet but I was a teenager and I wasn't happy it's my husband's fault and I've discussed this before um he split up with me at a time when my parents were going through a divorce and my grandma died and she was my favorite and it was just like a catalyst I ate cool ranch Doritos and nothing else for an entire month and I pulled all my eyelashes out and I basically just wanted to lay in my bed and cry and then I get over it because bad things always get better. And that is the important takeaway always. Bad things get so much better. Look at me now. I'm thrilled. I think you're doing everything that you can. Willingness is really difficult because, as you say, at that age, you can't force them to speak to you or to speak to a therapist. I find that I was never very athletic growing up. But I watch the way the girls are at my daughter's school, and I'm so grateful for this. They really get them into a variety of athletics, and they have to do different fitness drills, and all of that is about mental health. It's also, of course, teamwork and participation and athleticism. I don't, I don't understand these things, but the mental health that I know comes from endorphins, just walking. I think that's something teenagers are missing in lockdown. I am missing it and it just makes matters worse. So if she's unwilling to go to therapy, and that really is great, though difficult also to access right now, maybe she could like a place that has horses. Maybe she'd like to go for walks with you. Maybe there's some sort of fresh air physical activity. I know that's not the full answer, but Um, who was it? I think Coco Chanel even said it. When you wash your face and go outside, it is such a small step and it's not a quick fix, but it's one little thing that I could add to the big things that you're already doing. Because it does sound like she's had a lot of challenges before in her life. And I can also recommend maybe not a podcast or a meditation app. I think that's a great idea, by the way, but I just like um, recommended that to someone in my life who has a lot of anxiety. And I think they weren't receptive to it. Another trick that Pam, my therapist, um, actually taught me was, you know, those people who don't want help when they're like, no, well, this is shit. And you go, what about this? And they go, no, no, no. And you go, okay, what about that? And they go, no, no, that'll never work because you've got to stop offering them advice. You have to listen and go, yeah, that's shit. What are you going to do? How are you going to handle that? How are you going to respond to that? You just ask them open-ended questions about how they can fix these problems. So I don't know if that applies to your daughter, 
but I can also recommend an amazing Sunday Times bestseller book called It's Not Okay to Feel Blue and Other Lies. Inspirational people open up about their mental health, and this is curated by Scarlett Curtis. She's also the author of um, Feminists Don't Wear Pink and Other Lies. And perhaps it is an audiobook as well as a text that you can buy. Oh, yeah, it's on Google Play Books, Apple Books, audiobooks, hopefully Amazon, Spotify. I don't know. Yeah, you can find this. It's not okay to feel blue and other lies. I think if your daughter can connect with other voices and stories, the stigma around mental health is so um, greatly reduced now. There are resources for them. So I would keep an eye on it, really try to get access to therapy and try to get this girl outside because being a teenager, so tough. And I think you're doing a great job. Thanks for your letter. The podcast is over. I only did like two and a half emails. I'm really sorry. I need to be more brief, but it's so important that I give full answers, I think. And that's what I love about this podcast is I produce it myself. I edit it myself. I record it when I want. And then I ring up my sister and call my daughter upstairs to answer a really inappropriate question. She knows a lot about a lot. I The documentary that we watched was on the BBC or something, so it was appropriate. It was about teaching listen I don't need to defend myself thank you for listening (laughs) please continue writing your emails telling everybody everything at gmail.com I think it's time for a Christmas bonanza of emails because I don't get to very many and I want to so I think next week I will just do emails and I will try to be brief and I'm not stopping over Christmas so I will be here when I get here every week bye-bye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.